Hey, what's up? This is The Convo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. I'm Norm, along with Mike. The Leafs coming off another victory by a very slim margin, but they all count. 5-4 over Mike Sabres in Buffalo. A 12-second remaining goal from the one and only Morgan Riley and all that fat pocket and wallets that he has with all that money uh, doing a nice job to uh, support the Maple Leafs and the uh, NHL debut of one Joseph Wall called up in a pinch by the Maple Leafs 23 saves he got gets his first victory the Leafs eight and two in their last 10 not too shabby second in the division Mr. Agello good morning good morning Norm um I was at the game last night although as a a uh, patron of the uh, Key Bank Center instead of uh, covering it, uh, but I was still covering it, but just in the stands. And boy, I had I had uh, ample room to spread out, you know, to put my feet up on the chair and lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have been going to Leaf Sabers games since 1979. I think I've missed maybe two uh, since then, and I've never seen a crowd. A, a smaller crowd in my life than that game. And there was a, a couple reasons. One, the Sabres suck. Um, they're trying. They're, you know, they're, they're, they don't have a lot of talent, but they, they are hustling and trying for Don Granado, but they, they're, they're terrible. Um, they have a variable pricing plan. So the leaf tickets are the highest level ticket. Mm-hmm. And that normally would not be a problem for ra- rabid Leaf fans crossing the border, but because of the border restrictions for that Canada has, and the PCR test costing anywhere between 150 to 200 bucks Canadian for a fan to come over uh, to see the game, screw too much. Screw that! It's like yeah, you know, it was 7,900 fans. And I'd, I'd say, you know, maybe 2,000 Leaf fans. But normally, if there would have been twelve to 13,000 Leaf fans in a normal situation. But that being said, we Leaf fans shouldn't usually come down to Buffalo because every time they come to, down to Buffalo, they play down to the competition. They suck, and they, always, they almost always lose. And mm-hmm. they almost did that last night because, you know, they were up 4-2 to two in the third period, and they probably thought they were home and cooled out. You know, Tavares scores that power play goal, and they're like, okay, we'll get Joseph Wall his first win. And they stopped, and Buffalo didn't. And Jeff Skinner played like a player who makes nine million bucks for change. Mm -hmm. And only by the grace of God and Morgan Riley did they get that goal with 12 seconds left to go in regulation to to pull out the victory. But, you know, if they were gone to overtime, I could see Skinner or Dylan Cousins or someone like that scoring a goal for for, uh, Buffalo. But, you know, the Leafs will take the two points. Yeah, so if you're going to win 8 of 10, you need wins by any means necessary. Uh, they sh- look like they should have won the game. Obviously, Skinner getting off to Schneid a little bit and, and, and getting hot in the nick of time. Unfortunately, um, not quite uh, the reward that he was hoping for his team. And then you have um, scoring from guys other uh, tip, other than the the, the big four, uh, save for John Tavares, Camp, Kasha, Bunting, uh, Morgan Riley, 
not a big night, not a big night for the for the big four in terms of putting points up on the score sheet and you know for your eighth victory in ten games to get it from the the support guys is a good thing. And then to obviously get a a, a first ever win in the NHL for Joseph Wall, um, the eighth win of ten for the Leafs. Everybody's contributing. It you know we we go back about a month and everybody. The, the place was burning and now things seem to be a little bit more calm, cooled, collected and on pace. But again, this process going forward, everybody is going to have to contribute led by the big four uh, if there's going to be any success. And you're not going to get success down the line unless you're, you know, uh, moving towards success now. Well, until Kasha's goal, the third goal against Philadelphia on Wednesday, I believe it was either 15 or 16 straight goals were scored by the core four. So, yeah, they were getting assists. They were getting play setups, but they weren't getting goals from the secondary players. And, you know, you you know, you know, want that, but, you know, you want your core four to score, but you also want to sort of spread the wealth. I mean, last night, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to be too hard on the Sabres. They're borderline AHL, NHL team. There you, know, there you got Vin, Vinny Hinnestroza and Drake Kajula playing on top lines. They're not, you know, they, like, they'll they put in the effort, but they're not a good team. And they had Aaron Dell in goal. So, you know, getting goals out of Kampf and, mm. and Kasha and Bunting are good things. But, you know, I think they need those goals from those secondary performers against, you know, teams that are going to provide a, uh, a real contest to the, to the Leafs. Now, um, last night there were there they they sat, I think just because of back to back scenario they sat Wayne Simmons, they sat Rasmus Sandin, they're uh, you know they mixed in they brought Travis Dermott back in the lineup they put Carol Simonoff back in in the lineup, um, and by the the reason for that reason they shook up the forward lines. I mean Kasha was playing on the top line with Nealander and Matthews when he was playing on a third line on, mm. on, on Friday night. So that's, they put everything in the mix master, but I'll tell you one thing, they've won eight of the last nine, but Sheldon Keefe, I don't think it was hyperbole. I think Sheldon Keefe was, he said the first two periods last night were dreadful and he's expecting more out of this team. And I mean, I think he thinks there's more to see from the from the big players and from some of the secondary players. So he's not really satisfied. Now, great, they're winning eight of nine, but they need to play better. And that when you know when they don't when they're not red hot, they need to rely on their structure and on their their talent to be able to win games when when things are not all going honky dory. So the season at its worst, they lost seven one to to Pittsburgh or the Wilkes-Barre Penguins. They got shit all over. Last night, uh, shots about even with the uh, minor league Sabres. Uh, hits even. The the Leafs uh, outblocked the Sabres but gave away uh, 10 pucks compared to um, the, the Buffalonians. So <laughs> based on having more talent, if the game was going to be even, you'd expect the Maple Leafs to win, and then they, they gave it back a little bit. But at the end of the day, um, the mosaic of wins from from one through eight over ten aren't all going to be the same. They're all they're not all going to be effervescent and satisfactory. They got the deuce and now they can move forward. This is a very very busy month. I wanted to ask you, Mike, about Joseph Wall real quick. I don't yeah. want to just become an afterthought. 
Mm-hmm. He's clearly not the second coming of Carey Price, but can the Leafs not look to this cat now as a potential alternative uh, to help out a little bit, obviously with Morazic being down and Campbell needing some rest? Because, you know, Hutchinson's been with the team, it seems like, for 10 years now, and he's required. They need him here and there. and But, you know, maybe Joseph Wall can be that guy. Well, okay, I think they like him as a kid. I think they like him as a talent. He hasn't shown the progress that they'd like to see out of a guy who would step in as an NHL backup. Uh, his save percentage in three years uh, with the Toronto Marlies has been under 900. That's not that's not a great sign. Now, he's had injury issues. The Marlies have been terrible over the last few years, ever since Sheldon Keefe took the job uh, in Toronto. They've really struggled. So you can use those as excuses, but you you know you need your goaltender to sort of solve those those issues. And now, but the, they wanted to give him an, uh, an opportunity. And I, I like I said to you before we started recording, I think the reason that they were open to giving him the opportunity was because Michael Hutchinson is Michael Hutchinson, and they know they know what they're going to get out of him. They're going to get a sort of pedestrian average performance. Mm-hmm. And if you're expecting Michael Hutchinson to win you a game, that's probably not going to happen. Um, well, you know, I thought he played well. Um, you could see, I think he wasn't nervous. I think he was fairly calm. He made, he made the, you know, the good to easy save. Um, there wasn't like one spectacular save that he made. Um, and it's Buffalo. Like I said, Buffalo is 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 one of the worst teams in the league. So you look at the schedule and you say, well, can can the Leafs go forward and use Wool until Mrazek is back? And this week they play four games with a back to back on the weekend at Pitts at home against Pittsburgh on Saturday, wow. and then in uh, at at the uh, UBS Belmont Center in uh, in uh, in New York against the Islanders I seriously doubt they're gonna throw Joseph wall in against the Islanders you know with the hate John Tavares stuff and all that on uh, you know then they haven't been home for all season because the building has been being uh, finished off uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in in at Belmont so uh, I think there's a possibility they call up Hutchinson next weekend on either play him against Pittsburgh or 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 against the Islanders. Um, you know, maybe maybe they play Wall at home, but I, I you know I, I think they would go with the veteran uh, in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com if you're looking for a car, truck, SUV, new or used. I can help you. You know how to get a hold of me on Twitter, uh, through email, theleafscombo at gmail.com, or you can reach out through the community function on the YouTube channel. The Leafs Combo um, it, it can be reached just about any which way you want to. You know, Mike and I uh, are having a conversation here, but you guys in the chat are, um, you know, engaged in uh, your own discussion uh, Masset Atkis Nylander fans will be upset because he was benched in the third. Very interesting. And then you have Chris Daniels, a big contributor uh, to the show. I don't know what we're going to do about the defense, to be honest. Mike, you, you and I are engaged in you know uh, a discussion about the Leafs based on what we think is going on. Fans have another perception of what's happening. Well, I mean, last night... 
Um, I thought a couple instances, especially the Tage Thompson goal uh, and the, um, let's see, I think it was, that was the goal that made it 4-3. Um, they were running around in their own zone. Um, I think, I think it was Muzzin and Hall at, on the ice at that, at that point. Um, I mean, honestly, if, if you ask me the most stable pairing the last two to three weeks has been Liljegren and Sandine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they're, you know, they make their mistakes and Liljegren made a couple yesterday, but you know, he's 20. 21, 22 years old. Hey, Mike, can I just throw something uh, in there? So uh, what I find with a lot of Leafs fans just listening and watching um, the conversations, it's when Lilligren and Sandine are doing well, that means get rid of Muzzin and get rid of Riley because these guys are good now. Like, is it, is it, isn't it okay for everybody to, to contribute and do well? Like, these guys can develop and become a part of, you know, a solid uh, three pairings back there if, if if with leaf fans if one person is doing well someone else has to be the victim of the ire right yeah. and in this circumstance you know we're shitting on muzzin and, and and riley's been paid too much and whatever but it's okay for these young guys to develop and do really well and maybe they rise to the top pairing but that doesn't mean that the other guys have to be thrown out um to, to or put out to pasture you you need six, seven, eight defensemen, nine defensemen throughout the course of a season to, to function successfully. Yeah, and right now, I mean, the big question mark is, and, you know, knock on wood, that this doesn't have to be a concern. But if all of a sudden, say, two Leaf defensemen catch COVID and they're out for two weeks, Okay, who's the defenseman that they call up from the Marlies? Mm-hmm. And most likely it's Kristen's Rubens. Mm-hmm. Never played an NHL game. Now he's made progress. He's a big kid, you know. Um, he's a pretty decent skater for his size. So, you know, maybe he could make the trans- transition. But the pro- the problem is right now, um, last month that rumor came out that the Leafs were shopping a defenseman. Um, everybody assumes it's Justin Hall. I believe it's Travis Dermott. Um, but right now with the ascent of Liljegren to the starting lineup, they have a, they have a defenseman who's making either a million and a half or $2 million who's not in the lineup. Uh, and I think the reason that they're willing to trade one of them is because they both have a year left on their contracts and both Sandine and Liljegren, they're, uh, ELCs are up at the end of the year. They're going to have to pay them at least something, probably on a bridge deal. So they're going to have to fit fit them in. And obviously the Jack Campbell situation, we'll talk about that later, but uh, in terms of the contract. So um, I think their defense, after a really horrific start, has played better. I mean, Muzzin and Hall have been, I think, since they've been reunited, have been fine. But... Um, you know, something. You know, like I thought it was a, not a, a great, the greatest night for Brody and and Riley last night. But I think in general, the Leafs' defense is better than it has been. Um, you know, and if Sandine and Liljegren continue to play well, then you have an extra piece that you can play with if you're Kyle Dubas. You know, if you need to move out Dermot to clear space to you know recoup a draft pick, or if it's if it's Hall, I don't think it's like I said, I don't think it's Hall because. They right now without with Hall, tr- if they trade what Hall, is, they have one. What does any of it do? Like I, I don't understand. Like, 
trading one of these guys, what are you bringing back that's going to put this team over the top? Captain Awesome, do we have the depth to even entertain a trade at any position? Or one guy goes down and we don't have Hull, uh, Dermot, or Kerfoot, who do we have to step in? I mean, you know, like, well, like it's like trading Dermot. Sorry, my trading Dermot. Wow, the whole league wants to get their hands on Dermot, and, and the Leafs are going to get a bushel full of talent back. I mean, it's... It's moving one guy out because we don't feel like he's doing enough. And then what do you bring back? You're going to bring back somebody of equal value who will probably shit on too, right? Well, it's it, okay. It's moving one guy out who is on the, the payroll next year. They have they have three draft picks for the 2022 draft. So they probably going to recoup a draft pick because they traded him. Yeah. Most of them in the, uh, in the deals for Felino and Riddich and all those those players um and it's a situation that maybe they're confident that you know Travis Dermott is what he is or Justin Hall is what he is and maybe they they believe that a kid like Rubens down in uh, in the Marlies can step in I mean he's going to be in the Olympics he's playing for Latvia in the Olympics um sweet but but uh, what I'm saying is maybe they believe he's an NHLer and they have the luxury of saying okay we can trade him we can trade Dermot or trade Hall, and this guy will come in and help us out just mm -hmm. as much. And we clear and we clear a million five or two million bucks. That's what I think they're probably thinking. Otherwise, the rumor of them moving a defenseman doesn't make any sense. Let's just say this: Thank God Martin Marinson is gone. Yeah, I, I agree. Hallelujah. Uh, NASCAR four two seven Key Bank Green looked empty last night. I guess because of yeah, we we uh, might address that. Um, straight off the top, seventy nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. What it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, this southwestern Ontario that the Niagara region Leaf fans support um, Buffalo's ec uh, economic area through sports right now. It's just hard for for fans to to go to and fro. Uh, hopefully, that changes as time goes on. So I have uh, a few more Leafs combo hoodies. Ooh. Um, sitting in a box. This is a large. If we get this um, content, this video to fifteen hundred views on YouTube, then uh, just keep an eye on the view count. If it gets the fifteen hundred uh, views on YouTube, all you need to do is go into the comment section below this post and type in "I'm in," and then I will pick somebody uh, to. Be the new owner of this uh, Leafs combo hoodie. We'll see if we'll maybe do that uh, once a show. If we get to two thousand views for this show, I will select. And you, you know, you put in, uh, in the comment section, "I'm in." So that's essentially your entry into the contest. I will, I will give you the option of joining Mike and I for about five ten minutes on a um, uh, Leafs combo streaming show. So. 1,500 views, um, enter, and you can win a Leafs Combo hoodie. 2,000 views for this show. You can enter and actually uh, join us uh, join us via video link uh, for a future Leafs Combo podcast. So there is that. Yeah, the Leafs are, are, are busy um, this month, but 14 games in November. You know, Mike, we could talk about the defense and the way it's structured, and again, the defense isn't bad. We could talk about the offense and, and the, the big four leading the way. And then the other guys like Kasha and, and Bunting and, and, and those dudes helping out a little bit here and there. Um, and, and it's just not that bad. This will, we all know this will come down to the, the 
at, at the end of the day, this will come down to how the goaltending functions and how it um, supports the process or limits the process. Jack Campbell has worked his way into a number one slot. Uh, he's arguably one of the best goaltenders in the league over the last year. So um, commensurate with his abilities and what he's accomplished should come uh, you know, monetary reward and a bit of security. At this point, looking at the landscape, looking at the pipeline, Jack Campbell has to be the guy that the Leafs, um, you know, put put on, you know, put pen to paper with, get to terms on, get to in agreement uh, with and and move forward, regardless of his his injury uh, riddle past and, you know, any concerns about the future. Well, I mean, here's where events sort of conspire against you when it comes to, you know, planning things out. And, you know, going into the season, I thought that it was a good plan, even though I'm not a, the biggest Peter Morazic fan that Okay, you need to split the time between Campbell and Morazic, and you know Morazic needs to be the one B and play thirty-five games and take a little bit of the burden off of Campbell. And Campbell might play like as great as he played last year, but the thing is, you know, you're 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 keeping him rested, and you're also keeping his numbers down in a sense. And he's a UFA, and you know, by keeping his numbers down a little bit, not by any kind of conspiratorial mind, but just by the fact that, okay, he, he, he may not be a one, a number one, he's a one a, and you could pay him what a one a would make, which is, you know, 4 million bucks, say, for example, um, Morazic's groin problems. Um, I'm Jack Campbell is very happy for them. Not to say he's happy that his teammate is injured, but it's allowed him to have an opportunity to prove that he can carry the burden of being the number one in terms of games and in terms of performance. I mean, if you if you watch that game on on Friday and you saw Campbell in overtime, the reason they won the reason they won in overtime and got the two points is because Jack Campbell saved the Leafs bacon on a three on two break. He made two unbelievable saves on uh, Mangiapane and I think Shillington sure. and to the point that Ray Ferraro sort of guffawed on the air, the, 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 uh, the, the save that he made and he's done. You know, he did, he did that. Sorry, go he, ahead. He, Jack Campbell's talented. He's, yeah. I think he started with the Spitfires then went to uh, the Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah. Um, and he was heralded, big, big American goaltender coming in. Are you telling me, however, though, to when they when the when Kyle Dubas signed Morazic, he, he was thinking um, best case scenario that these two would platoon? Yes, is, is that, I, I really? think I think the I think the plan for Morazic they wouldn't they wouldn't have signed Morazic for almost four million bucks for him to be a backup and play twenty games. They want they 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 they. Wow. They dream. They they imagine them as a tandem. Like who's the starter? And they were like, "Well, we'll play it by ear. If Morazic's hot, we'll go with Morazic, and if Campbell's hot, we'll go with Campbell." Well, I think that's I think that's out the door now because Campbell has proved through you know I mean, it's only it's only 15, 16 games, mm -hmm. but he has proved right now. Um, that he is up to the task now. You know, again, knock on wood. The, the big concern was, you know, two years ago when they when they got him last year, uh, is injuries, is him tweaking something. He's apparently in great shape, and you know, maybe he's more perf 
more prepared to be and carry that burden. But that's the big concern. And that was the reason why I think they wanted Mrazek to carry a significant load. But the numbers that Campbell are is putting up right now mm -hmm. is setting himself up to get a contract. And if you, uh, Pierre Lebrun did an excellent piece in The Athletic uh, earlier in the week, and he put the chart up there of the recent contracts of the recent uh, goaltenders signed. Everybody from Elvis Merzlikens to UC Saros to Cal Peterson, and they went down the line. And they're all the, all the contracts start with a five, mm -hmm. every single one of them. So Jack Campbell's contract is going to be five to 5.5 million on a new deal. If that's the case, then they have an issue because they won't be able to fit that contract under the cap unless a they find somebody to take Morazic's last two years of his deal, or b they trade a Kerfoot or or, or Richie or dare I say it, William Neal. Uh, the salary cap sucks. I, I know. I know a lot of, know a lot of fans have only known a salary cap, and it's part of uh, what drives discussion uh, who's valued at where and wh what's what contract makes sense financially based on what that player is putting up but everyone is overpaid all the time every everyone is overpaid all the time you know unless that entire team like again if you had a team full of 10 million dollar players that you thought were overpaid all the time and then that team wins the stanley cup sure they're overpaid but they did what you expected them to do um, uh, if, if they're underpaid and they don't win, you're not going to say, well, you know, we didn't win, but the, 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 the players are all, uh, compensated at value. So it makes things easier for us to digest it. Uh, in, in this circumstance, um, if Jack Campbell needs to make $5 million and he he's earned it, yes. where the hell else are you going to get a goaltender uh, that plays at his level coming into his prime, maybe shaking the stigma of of being injured uh you know constantly where else you get where else are you going to get that kind of goaltender where else where are you going to find one you don't have one coming up through the system there isn't another one out there you can't just you can't look at it like oh you know um this the the, the big four will lead us to this championship it doesn't matter who the who the hell's in between the pipes well right? I mean, this is your guy this is your guy i mean i'm not begrudging jack campbell his payday no, i know he deserves it based on his performance, and I think he should get it, and I think the Leafs want to sign him. But I'm just saying, okay, that's part. That's point A. Point B is how do you afford it? You've just signed Morgan Riley to a $7.5 million contract. You needed it to get that done. Mm -hmm. Now, now you know, you're going to have to sign Sandy and Liljegren <laughs> to new deals. Now, they'll probably be bridge deals because they're young and they really haven't played that much in the NHL. <laughs> Did so they need to sign Morazic for four-plus? That's the, that's well, it was yeah. Well, uh, that and that's that is the reason why I th I was questioning that signing. I would have gone. I was I would have gone after Braden Holtby and signed him for for say a one year deal. Mm -hmm. But Braden Holtby was. I'm just looking up what he got with Dallas. I think he got. Yeah, he got a he got a one year deal, of two million bucks. Okay, I would have rather done that, but then you would have both goaltenders turning UFA on the same year. I mean, they probably could have signed Campbell to an extension in the offseason had they signed a guy like Holtby to a one-year deal. Now they have the burden of finding a team, probably a team like Arizona or a team like Buffalo, who needs goaltending badly 
to to take Mrazek off their hands in the offseason if they if they have to sign Campbell to a big deal. I mean, it's not impossible. We've seen that done all the time, but I'm just saying it's a burden that they maybe shouldn't didn't need to have on their plate. Okay. So let's let's dial it back to the summer. Mm -hmm. After everything Jack Campbell did for this team, right? You're you're telling me they still did not have the confidence, uh, enough confidence in his his future health and maybe his capability to bring someone in to uh, take take a bunch of the load, but not someone who is going to be competing with him on a uh, contractual basis in terms of what would what would be paid out. Don't did don't you think Stubis and his brass are astute enough to forecast um, someone like Campbell need, uh, requiring f- late high fours, low fives, con- con- contract wise at some point, and knowing that they were going to be in, in that kind of conundrum? It or were they thinking Morazic would come in? Um, and maybe take, did they just not have enough confidence in what Campbell was going to be able to bring and how you'd have to be compensated at some point? Because it seems confusing to me why they would bring in Morazic and now be put in a position where we have this guy, never mind the injury, making too much money uh, in order, too much money to be able to sign the guy who led them, you know, to the distance last year and then looks great this year, to, to sign him to the, to the kind of money required when they could have avoided all this in the first place. Going into last season, Jack Campbell, over a 10-year NHL, AHL career, had played 64 NHL games. Mm -hmm. And after the Leafs acquired him, he got hurt. And last year... He was hurt throughout. It was not something that was they could. It was something that they could manage, but it it was so dicey in the sense that they had to go out and trade for David Riddich at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think the concern was not can Jack Campbell play well because he did. He played well in the mm-hmm. playoffs. He played great in the regular season. It was whether he could play like a number one and play 50, 55, 60 games. I think that was the concern. They knew Morazic was a good tandem partner in Carolina with James Reimer. They knew he could play for 40 games. So, you know, they figured, okay, well, you know, we, A, we have to mitigate Campbell's workload. B, we've got to cover our ass if mm-hmm. Campbell goes to free agency or in case he can't handle the job. They have they have a good scenario in the sense that he can handle the job, or at least right now, as mm-hmm. of now, he can handle the job. But now they have the dilemma of being able to fit everybody under the cap, and that's going to be where Dubis is going to have to make decisions. And we know, you know, depending on how things go this season, I mean, it may be Dubis, may not be Dubis making the decisions. It may be easy to trade one of those core four guys if you want to. Um, I mean, I'm telling you right now, the way Nealander is playing right now, if you decide to trade William Nealander on the, and put him on the market, yeah, people are lining up. And I'm not saying you're you're going to get a boatload for him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it you have to make deals because of asset management because of the yeah. cap situation with the flat cap. It's just the reality. I'm not saying they're out there looking to trail, oh, we got to get rid of William Nylander in a second. He's playing the best hockey of his career. He's playing great. That's yeah. the, That might be the best time to trade the guy because you'll be able to get multiple assets back and it'll clear up your cap situation. Mm-hmm. It's the reality. Yeah. 
does moving out someone like him advance your cause now or are you looking to get younger players to stock the the system with um for, for somebody who's in his prime yeah i again though i'm just i'm i'm wondering if the the leafs didn't do do a full due diligence in painting out or or forecasting all of the like potential scenarios um thinking you know guy like campbell may end up continuing his ascent and be put us in a position where we're gonna have to pay him five plus but now we have Morazic making four and that's 10 million for the two two goaltenders neither is of you know neither was a, as good as carry price in his prime but nowadays it's probably best to have you know the splatoon situation two really good goaltenders making e- relatively equal money and again it's it's tough to 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 i mean right now it looks like the the Marazic con contract is a shitty one because the guy isn't playing but we don't right. know next year in march when the team is struggling a little bit Marazic's holding the fort down and he'll be worth his money and then all of a sudden we'll say well geez jack campbells he's he's on the uh, IR or uh, he's not playing well. It just it just remains to be seen. But I, I'm a little surprised that the the Leafs wouldn't at least give Campbell a little bit more um, opportunity to, to earn his money and squeeze him in without having to to uh, reassess uh, who who they're paying and how they're going to pay him and who they may have to move out. Then again, yeah, but- we know that that prevailing over this Leafs team and the uh, inability to get through to the second round of the playoffs and the failures and stuff is a tight cap situation. That is a, you know, a contentious discussion for, for most Leaf fans uh, who, who want to involve themselves in it. Beats. Hey boys, Bongiorno from uh, Woodbridge beats. Uh, good to see you uh, joining us. I just wanted to also uh, mention something else, guys. Uh, again, I'll just reiterate it. I'm giving away a Leafs combo hoodie. I don't know if you care, but you can have it for free. I'll set, ship it to you. You don't have to pay for shipping or anything like that. This one's a large. If this video on YouTube gets to 1,500 views, it has to get to 1,500 views, and in below the video on YouTube when this is posted, you type in, I'm in. I'm not going to see it in the chat. So if you go back and post below the video that I'm in, then you will have entered to win uh, that combo hoodie. But we have to get to 1,500 views for this uh, this uh, show that Mike and I are doing right now. If we get to 2,000 views, one of you who enter will be given the option to join Mike and I for a future podcast through StreamYard. Give you five, 10 minutes. You can say whatever the hell you want to say. So 2,000 views, you join us. And 1,500 views, someone is going to win a Leafs combo hoodie, Michael. Yeah, um, just just to put a, a bow on the goaltending situation, mm-hmm. um, Peter Morazic has played five periods. So right now, yeah, it looks like a terrible signing. Um, but he'll be back. He's yeah, play. He's a he's a he's an NHL goaltender. He's I think he's a pretty decent NHL goaltender, um, and. Trading a goalie after this year, if you need to clear the cap space, is not an impossibility. There are all, you know, the, the market for goaltenders is clear out there. Um, if if Marazic puts up good numbers, you know, this year, then it would be fairly easy to, to trade him. So I, I think that's, you know, that that's the that's the the and maybe maybe the the Joe Wall experiment is to see whether he can be the backup next year. 
uh, making $750,000 and then they can save a bit of money on that situation. So, I, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, these general managers don't have a crystal ball. I think they, you know, and then that, and that's the thing. Jack Campbell um, had played, tw- had played, uh, I believe, twenty games for the Leafs up until uh, the. Uh, tw- excuse me, he played six games going into last season, and then he played twenty-two games, and then the seven playoff games. So really, it was not a wide swath of games to really make a determination that this is your goaltender of the future. I, you know, it, in you know, it, it, I think what he did last year was phenomenal, um, and he played well in the playoffs. So he wasn't the reason that they lost. They just, you know, they needed more evidence, and I think this year was going to be the more evidence. But you know, the only thing you could say is, well, did you need to sign Morazic to a three-year deal at, at three point eight million dollars? Well, look at what the price of the goaltenders were. That was probably the lo- of of the goalies that you could say as a tandem partner. That was the lowest total, the lowest amount that you could pay, unless you were going to go with a strict backup like Braden Holpe, and then it's all on Campbell. And I don't think they wanted to play Braden Holpe thirty to thirty-five games, so they deemed that this was the best option. We'll see how it unfolds, but you know, like right now, he's putting up he's putting up numbers. Campbell, he's putting up numbers that might get him on the U.S. Olympic team. So, I mean, do I expect that to continue? Well, I can hope so, but I don't know if it's for sure. Can we enjoy what's happening? Just watch it and enjoy it. And if it's, sh- it's shitty one night, like it was against the Kings, just get over it and move on. Can we just enjoy it or? Does everything have to be tied into a, the, the contracts and tied into who's not performing to the level of uh, what they're being paid and, you know, who deserves more money and who should be who should be ascend who should ascend to the, the top pairing because they're playing better than the the top pairing right now? Can we just maybe enjoy it for a bit? Is that possible or no? We're Leaf fans, right? So. Yes, I'm asking you. Like, no, no, we can't. Oh, okay. Thanks. No, no. <laughs> we we can't we can't enjoy it uh michael matthew longtime contributor to the podcast like from like day one i'm still eating crow on nylander he is non-tradable uh I, i'm not eating crow on him i've never said anything bad about him I mean, he's fantastic he's great he's a contributor to the the greater good and um i'm, I'm really excited oh okay uh, yeah. he's having a great year in addition to other guys um and th- thank thank goodness for for Sheldon Keefe is like, you know, people are like, you know, asking questions like, you know, how, how, you know, how great is William? And they're not saying that. It's not William Nylander's team. He's just a part of it. There are people who just absolutely adore the guy like it's a cult or something. No, but, 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 okay. He's great. Just leave it alone. But the way, okay, the way he's been playing, he's having clearly the best year of his career. He started off great. And reporters are asking, you know, are you pleased with the progress of William? And Sheldon Keefe is. Well, I, I know William has talent. I think there's more. And that's always the job of the coaches to push for more. Okay. He's not Connor McDavid. Okay. So let's this, this year, Right. But this year, okay. Uh, I heard this. Then that's, that's a problem. That'll put, I, that'll give him, that'll give this ele, that'll ele, elevated status. You'll never be able to reach. Just let him do his thing and I, contribute the way he is. He is not I, the leading scorer on the team. He's not a hundred point guy. Let him I heard this. I heard the stat that he had the second most shots in the league behind Ovechkin. It's like, awesome. okay, so it was great. It was great. And, and my, my point is, and to use my analogy from before, you've seen 
more of Dr. Nylander than Mr. Willie this year. It's been, the doctor has been in residence. For I most, don't want to see Mr. Willie. He does yeah, not sound yeah, like yeah, someone yeah, I want to neither, neither do I. But, 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 but what, I'm, what I'm saying is that Mr. Willie rears its ugly head every once in a while and brings He's you human, man. He's just an NHLer. They're all going to fuck up here and there. It's not a big deal. Like, whatever. I know, he's, but he's like, look where he is. In, he, again, you know, with Matthews not being a top guy right now and Marner, you know, he is who he is. Uh, William Milan has been fantastic. I mean, there's a maturity there too, right? It's not just about the skill and everybody complaining and whining that he needs to be treated with kid gloves and we all have to worship at his altar. Just well, seeing a a maturity in the person just going out and just saying, F it, I'm going to play this game. I, I think that the reason he is playing with more of a fire in his belly is because he realizes that if he doesn't perform this year more consistently and this team doesn't have, uh, you know, make at least the second round of the playoffs, he's going to get moved. They know that they're going to be changed. And he, mm -hmm. you know, you can't trade Tavares. He's got a no-move clause. You're not trading Matthews, and you probably can't trade Marner. Before. <laughs> you can't trade. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the you ride. You ride. We ride or die with this big four. If it blows apart, and some of these guys have to be eventually moved, and the team restructures, we'll look back and say at least the the Leafs tried. And that's the thing, Mike. With Kyle Dubas and we can shit all over him when things aren't going well. And then when the team looks okay and talk about how Dubas is the greatest GM in the history of sports, he is trying, he is trying based on the way he feels this team can succeed and, and the, um, the resources he has at his disposal. He is trying, right? I mean, and again, you, you can only try for, for so long, but it's not like, you know, he hasn't had money to spend. It's not like he hasn't gone out and tried to reconfigure things. It's not out as, and not as if he hasn't uh, doubled back a little bit and, uh, you know, had an about face over how he thought things would work and then how he thought he might be able to rectify the situation. So he may have, um, you know, ham hamstrung himself a little bit with some of the, with the contracts and, but he's not the first general manager to uh, have done that. Mike, a few last words to you, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I mean, this week is going to be a challenging week. Uh, like I said, four games on the schedule. And you have to, I mean, for all the good that's happened so far, you know, after the four-game losing streak, them winning eight of the last nine, um, if you look at the balance of the schedule here, they've played 10 games at home and I, I think six on the road. Um, and now they'll play three more home games this week. So, the, you know, they're going to have a big swath of road games coming up. And their road record has been, you know, I think it's a game over 500 or two games over 500. They're going to have to be able to play. They played a really good road game in Philadelphia on um, on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, not so much against Buffalo. Maybe they played down to the competition. Maybe it's the fact that they always they always lose in that building. But when they go on the road starting, I think, next Sunday against the Islanders, they're going to have to really uh, tighten up their game. Yeah, and I don't think any team the Leafs play, you, you should give the win to Toronto based on one team being completely inferior, especially when you have a team like the Leafs that, not on any given night, but from time to time can shit the bed and just look completely anemic. So 
this this is the process moving forward. It will in the moment. Um, here's where we are, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm watching. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, we're, we're seeing guys who we expect to play well, play well, and continue to bolster their their credibility and, and their reputation. And then other guys, uh, you know, are 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 building something for themselves, which benefits the team and for us as fans, uh, allows us to find a little more enjoyment in this content. Um, and, and that's always a nice thing because we have dealt with, uh, you know, so much misery over the, the past, you know, half, half century and then some, and then for the newer group of Leaf fans, uh, there's a, there's a different type of misery based through social media. And then just the, uh, the acrimony that, um that takes place on a, on a daily basis among the the fan base yeah mike it's exciting uh last thing for you guys one more time i have this leaf combo hoodie i i don't know if you care but some people like to have this kind of stuff i mean one when, when i shut this project down at some point this will be a, a relic and a um you know a nice thing to have to to remember what mike and i were doing here for all these years uh it's a large if this post gets the 1500 views on youtube not the chat, but on, on YouTube, 1,500. If you type in the comment section below the post on YouTube, not the chat, and I don't mean to sound condescending here, but some people just aren't listening. Uh, we get to 1,500 views, and you type in, I'm in, that's your that's your entry into the contest. I will select one of you to, um, to own this Leaps Combo hoodie. I have a few more. We may do some more contests in the future. If this, uh, this post, this combo, November 14th, 2021, reaches 2,000 views, and you type in, I'm in, in the comment section, uh, and I choose you, I will give you the option to join Mike and I through StreamYard on a future Leafs combo. Five, ten minutes, you can hang out with us, and we, we can chat Maple Leafs hockey. Anything more, Mike, or do you want to get out of here? No, I'm good. All right, man, it's been a pretty good week for the Leafs and the Leafs combo. Uh, better days ahead. For Mike, I'm Norm. Talk to you soon.